Hello, this is Timon from Our Oceans, and you're listening to the Procast. Welcome back to another episode of the Procast. Yeah, and today we have Timon Kreudenier uh, calling from the Netherlands and his new um, album with Our Oceans is about to be released. It's the second Our Ocean album called While Time Disappears out November 22nd on Long Branch Records. Hi Timon, great to see you. It's been a while. It has, yeah. And thank you. It's uh, good to see you as well. Nice introduction. Um yeah, I, I'm, I actually just looked up when we saw each other the last time and I was shocked that it was in April 2017 in Zwolle when Pain of Salvation played there with their um, uh, uh, In the Passing Light of Day tour. That was the last uh, date of this tour. It was a memorable gig uh, for many reasons, it was cool to to see you again, and uh, but but uh, I remember it was so crazy that at, in in the last part of in the passing light of day, the guys from uh, from the support band Port Noir came came out on stage to rock out, and and one guy knocked uh, Daniel over, and he was he was unconscious for a second, and then he stood up and played like finished the song. It was a little bit surreal and. Uh, but yeah, it was was an amazing experience. Now, of course, we want to hear everything about your uh, music uh, first, of course. And for the listeners who haven't heard about Our Oceans, maybe uh, you can start with introducing the band, how it came to be in the first place. Um, yeah, and how how uh, a little bit about about the history of the band. Maybe you can tell mm -hmm. our listeners where Our Oceans come from. Yeah, sure. Um, so it, before we had our oceans, we uh, had a band called Exivius, which was like an instrumental band, kind of uh, trying to mix metal with uh, jazz fusion influences. Um, and like a couple of years ago, or actually for a long time, I've wanted to explore some, some different uh, styles of music. Um, really just like more song written music with vocals and lyrics and all that. And I always had kind of, kind of a, a little bit of a dream to, to actually sing on it myself. But every time I would try, I would try like every couple of years and it would sound so terribly bad that I just gave up on it and moved on. Um, eventually though, I uh, started this, well, that's how it's supposed to, uh, you know, the the idea was for me to uh, to write kind of the songs for an our oceans type of band and then have my friend nora uh, who's a singer sing on it but um so that's how it all started kind of just as a side project type thing um but then just eventually long story short uh things didn't really pan out with uh, nora and i and so then uh, we reached this point when we had like a full album done, like it was all recorded, like all the parts and all the, you know, 
everything was fully fleshed out, but it was missing the vocals. Um, and then it was just kind of a coincidence that six months prior to that, I started kind of uh, learning how to sing, you know, kind of uh, just uh, realizing that or hoping at least that it is something you can learn, not try every couple of years and fail, you know, like what, what else in life works that way, right? Like there's no <laughs> skill you can just like pick up <laughs> miraculously. But for some reason, like many people think singing is like that and me too back then. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was, it was just six months of training. So not long at all. And I was really unsure if I should do it. Uh, never really recorded anything before that. Um, but still, I thought like, well, this is kind of the right, you know, the perfect opportunity to really give it a try. And then I just also promised myself like, okay, let's do this. And then I'm going to be easy on myself with like, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to do hundreds of takes, thousands of takes until it's good. You know, it, I, it's okay if I cannot do it live yet. Um, so that's what I did. Lots of auto tuning. <laughs> um, and it came out somewhat okay. Um, so that was the first self titled Our Oceans album in yeah. 2015, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and did whole, you, you, you released that independently? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I have here a, a promo copy actually that was from uh, sent out from Just for Kicks Music. That was that is the biggest mm -hmm. prog mail order here in Germany. Um, so I, I assumed it was self released. Um, yes. Yeah. Now five years later, with the second album, you, you si you're signed to German the German label Long Branch Records now, and yes. uh, yeah, it's been five years in the making. Um, I kind of remember, was it last, was it this year, like this February or last year that you guys were actually confirmed for Complexity Fest and then you kind of uh, said, okay, we want to finish the album actually first before we go out and play the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that well, correct? That's, yeah, that's already more than a year ago because we did play the last Complexity Fest you did play so yeah, I, yeah. I think i was there i was at complexity i think in 2017 um uh, so the year where later we saw each other at pain of salvation um but yeah you did play complexity in the end yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay early this year yeah man this year seems so long with the whole covid thing but <laughs> we did do some gigs at the beginning of the year yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, yeah, the whole signing thing. It's just, you know, with our last band, we've had some experience of releasing the first album independently and then the second album on a, on the label. And, you know, many people who are not like into that whole world would imagine that it's always like better to have, a, you know, sign a label deal signed. But there's many pros and cons to both situations. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, but this time around we tried it again, and um, so far so good. Label <laughs> <laughs> has been really kind to us, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just really easy going, and they seem to do their job well. So that's most important, of course, for us. Yeah. 
okay, then let's dive into the music. Uh, I mean, musically, uh, as you said already, when kind of uh, rolling up uh, the the history of our oceans um, a bit, you said Ex Exivius was that instrumental type of uh, fusion, jazzy, instrumental, metal kind of stuff. And then um, mm. Our Oceans was your long-time dream to write song-based music and the self-titled debut album was actually um yeah the the sounds on there apart from being like yeah so, song song based um mm -hmm. was really kind of um yeah ethereal and uh you know what i mean so um it was not not really mellow but um yeah spacey and and um yeah not like metal heavy or anything like that mm -hmm. um and now listening to the new album wild time disappears i had the feeling there's a a little bit more aggression or screamy type uh parts in there than was on on the first album it w w what was the difference uh in when you composed uh, the songs for the second album now um w how did you approach it differently this time or yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and now you're totally right um and the first album is okay to say it's it's mellow it's it is quite mellow <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, how that came to be was that, you know, for the first album, because it was a side project and it was just meant to be a one one off type thing. Um, I thought back then it was okay to do like a very uh, rigidly styled album, you know, the, the clear boundaries of a stylistic, um, some stylistic choices. But uh, after that, when we kind of changed the project into a band and um because yeah we disbanded exivius like after that first album and and kind of morphed uh the band into our oceans yeah originally it was uh, pretty much the same lineup right almost uh, yeah except for jasper uh who played with you in Exivius Live before. Actually, that was, was when we met the first time at uh, Generation Proc Festival 2011, when Jasper yeah. stepped in <laughs> with Exivius. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And and Jasper also played with uh, with Michel, the, the guitar player that's also not anymore now in uh, in our oceans, in Dodecahedron, another band. Ah, yes, right. It's, it's one little uh, or one big family. The, um, the, the Dutch uh, prog and metal family, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, we don't have a second guitar player anymore, and we changed drummers. So now we're a, a trio. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, originally, the question was about the, like the songwriting, uh, but now you now that we're oh. talking about the lineup maybe maybe you can uh tell us a little bit how that happened and uh, i mean um mm -hmm. yuma is also not uh, uh, a stranger in your musical universe i mean he, you played with him before i guess as well uh so 
Um, yeah. yeah. How, how, how did that happen that you're now a trio and you have a different drummer? Is there... I'll, I'll answer both <laughs> questions actually, because it's all connected. All right, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yuma was actually the the drummer for Exivius also um, on our second album, um, and so basically, the Noir Oceans is just Exivius without Michel, without a second guitar player. Um, so yeah, when we decided, or I decided, I should say, kind of to put an end to Exivius and make our Oceans the main band. Um, of course, I wanted to, you know, to see who was the the, the right choice for for the band. And Robin, the bass player, is you know was such a logical choice. I've been playing with him for years in in Cynic, in Exivius, on First Our Oceans. Um, he's one of my best friends, and yeah, it, there's just no I, <laughs> there's no <laughs> choice I would even think about. So that's just uh, that's. Yeah, but uh, drum-wise, it's a little bit more tricky because uh, I was very lucky to be in that position to know two really uh, great drummers. Um, but eventually, long story short, some of the main reasons why we went for Yuma is that, well, first of all, we were already in a band together in Exivius. Um, and second of all, he is, you know, we go back a little further as friends. And I think that's also kind of an important uh, aspect to, to being in a band. You know, you have to get along really well. Um, and then musically speaking, he's he's very different drummer. He's much less. Um, he, he's less. Um, well, what's the word? <laughs> um, Jasper, for example, is incredibly detail oriented and. Yeah. Uh, is really great for all the the atmospheric stuff we did on the first album, and also lots of other genres. Uh, Yuma is more a little bit more to the point, and besides that, besides his drumming skills, he he really is pr is a producer in his mm -hmm. mind. He's not a drummer, you know. He he approaches music from a from a production perspective. Okay, we, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we also went to the same uh, music production and composition uh, university back in the day. Um, and so that, that was for me also like a really important, uh, yeah, just thing to con consider here because especially without Michel in the picture, who was previously kind of my sparring partner when it came to songwriting. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we, uh, Yuma took up that role, um, and he did that really nicely, uh, did a really good job, I think. And, um, yeah, so that's how that worked out. And then to answer the other question, uh, the, the, for things being a little heavier, um, yeah, that's simply when we kicked this thing off as as a band, we also, like, of course, talked about, like, what do we want to do now? And um, we all agreed that for a one-time project, it's okay to have, like, something that's very stylistically, uh, you know, kind of more monotonous. monotonous. <laughs> I hate that word, monotonous. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, but for a full full band, and you know, with the future of, of recording multiple albums, we didn't like the the idea of limiting ourselves too much stylistically. Mm -hmm. um, and we all have that background of listening to metal and and also the fusion type thing. You know, guitar solos, for example, was 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 also something I kind of intentionally steered away from on the first album mm -hmm. there's just 
really simple ones. Uh, and on this new album, it's not like there's solos all over the place, but at least when it was appropriate, you know, we just went for it. Uh, basically, just so that we can do whatever the hell we want, you know? Um, yeah, so that heavier uh, type sound is also just a part of us and made sense to include it again. Um, yeah, when, when you said uh, now Yuma is your sparing partner when it comes to songwriting, do you send files back and forth or do you really meet as, as a trio in the, in the rehearsal room? Yeah, we really meet as much as possible, especially then, of course, um, when COVID wasn't a thing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, th that was just uh, in the beginning, just a lot of brainstorming and meeting and talking, not even making music, you know, just mm -hmm. listening to little, little ideas that I came up with and just brainstorming in what direction we could take it. Uh, we made like these roadmaps, we call them kind of like storyboards, if you compare it to film. Mm hmm we can do this with this song and, and get, let it go there and whatever. Um, so that was mostly the the two of us. And Robin came in a little bit later. Like he is, uh, you often see that with musicians. They, they either are good at being involved in an early stage where they need to have some imagination of where things are going or some other musicians need a little bit more of a concrete foundation in place for them to flourish and do their thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Robin is more like that. So once we had like kind of established rough outlines for all the songs, we met up with uh, with the three of us as, as much as possible. <clears throat> all right. Um, yeah, the three singles so far are also the three first songs on the album: "Unravel," "Weeping Lead," and "The Hearts Whisper." It's uh, every now and then it happens that I see okay there's three singles now and then the album comes out or then I listen to the album for the first time and see oh they're also the first three tracks and 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 I'm thinking hmm couldn't they decide or just went with the first three songs or is it just a coincidence that the songs that they picked as singles also are the first three songs on the album <laughs> yeah no total coincidence actually it's uh It's something I also realized later, like, hey, what the hell is the first <laughs> song? It's kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Unravel, we, we just knew for sure. It was the first song we wrote, and we kind of wrote it still for Exivius, for a new Exivius record, and then transformed it into an Our Ocean song. And we were all just uh, on the same frequency there, with uh yeah just that needed to be the first song released with a cool video so yeah it, it, it's uh it's kind of the songwriting uh looking at the songwriting it's it's like this build up with explosion of uh energy um how do you think was uh, how did you feel was the reaction from 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 the fans where were they kind of surprised to 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 see or hear the 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 heavier energy again um so yeah well the response was really really good um but of course well maybe not of course but you know i can imagine that for example um you know when we kind of did that first our oceans record i think we took a lot of or some fans with us but also left some behind 
So we have those people with us. But we also made some new fans who have no idea about our, our Xavier's past and don't care about it, you know? So <laughs> or I can or imagine... cynic, cynic for that matter. <laughs> Same thing, yeah, right. Uh, so I can imagine that, for example, someone who is, doesn't have a lot of affinity with metal and, uh, you know, that they would like the first album and not so much the second. But all in all, um, I don't really care. <laughs> 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 well, it's 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 all there. It just has a little bit more punch at some uh, points. Um, two tracks that stood out for me when I was listening to the album in the last days was actually I I would say at, at this point my favorite song would be "Your Night My Dawn." Mm, interesting. Um, I think that's the most interesting song, also songwriting wise, because it's kind of it has this dark groove and and like intensity that's like a little bit subdued but still intense. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, nice <laughs> description. <laughs> and I I would I would say the second. Uh, the other uh, song that stood out was the closing song, actually, with hands torn open. Um, nice. That also kind of fades out in a similar groove style than Your Night, My Dawn, but it's also mm -hmm. like these are, for me, the two standout tracks, I would say. It's cool to hear. Like coincidentally, I, like this reviewer, uh, contacted me some days ago, and he told me the exact opposite. So <laughs> that he but, didn't like this, uh, that yeah, those but, two but, but, that much. <laughs> yeah, it's always good, right? Like uh, half the opinions kind of uh, divided. <laughs> uh, yeah, your night, my dawn was an interesting track because it's it's that is the track we really allowed ourselves to do something differently. And didn't care so much if it would fit in with the rest of the album. You know, I, it, it's cool to what I spoke about earlier, I think, to grant yourself uh, like creative freedom. But also I find it very important that there's still some kind of cohesiveness to, a, to an album. Um, so having said that, like I like it when bands have maybe one or two songs that really kind of veer off into a different direction. Mm hmm. Um, and for us, that, that that was that song, and and that one, it's also also has a fun history in that I uh, I, th I think most musicians in their spare time they just like you know to fool around sometimes also with different styles of music, and for example, me back in I think 2003 or four or something quite a long time ago i made this like really stupid dance track and it was <laughs> to be serious it was like like like, like, like lepers or what like sms <laughs> what did, did, okay uh i think i need uh, to send you a sms from inr and toro from 2001 or something it's like a very very <laughs> funny stupid uh euro dance track uh, in Norwegian, and, they, uh, and and I think you're gonna have a uh, uh, fun time listening to it. Listening mm. to it, it's it's become like the biggest meme in the leprous fan community. <laughs> uh, I totally missed that, and I love. It, but uh, sorry, yeah, go on. Over. Uh, go on yeah. with your dance track. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was just as silly, but it well, there were definitely elements that were super silly. Um, 
you know, just one of those things you throw together in like half a day and, and make some sound. Um, but as, you know, as it sometimes happens, then even if you do th things for fun and really quickly, you just stumble upon something that's really cool. And I stumbled upon like the, the that chord pro progression of, of that song. And I've always wanted to do something with it, be, you know, in some kind of serious context. Mm -hmm. And it just took a long time to do something with it. But now we finally found, you know, kind of. Uh, and also, it was a cool opportunity for us to try something, you know, with a more hypnotic type of beat. Yeah. It's just something we wanted to explore. We all, uh, you and I especially, we really like John Hopkins. I don't know if you know that electric, uh, electronic dance composer whatever not familiar with him to be honest <laughs> yeah well he, he's a good one to check out he's like one of those guys if you're it's kind of maybe a bit of a weird label but like proc dance if you would define it like that it's quite intricate how it's all but it you know how if you really analyze it it's quite intricate but if you listen to it it's just very easy to listen to and really nice sounds and anyway so we took some inspiration from him and and kind of made our own dance track even though it's not dance at all but <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it turned out <clears throat> yeah very 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 interesting um yeah while time disappears the second our oceans album about to come out um before we go into our uh, last section of the interview, we already talked a little bit about the history and I always make a little playlist that is accompanying this uh, episode. So what I do with this playlist is that I um, put, of course, the new singles for the album that we were talking about uh, mm -hmm. on there, but also like a best off of this art of the artist uh, of the band. Um, and... I mean, your discography is not as huge as others, other guests I had on here. Um, so I, I think we could quickly go through and you can pick your favorites if you want. Okay, um, sure. And uh, I mean, we have the three singles from While Time Disappears. And then we have, of course, the first Our Ocean album, Our Oceans album. But I think we could also... Uh, drop some Exivius in there if it's on on Spotify. I don't even know if it's Exivius. Yeah, should is, be. Should be okay. So um, yeah, for what what which song would you take? You can also take two from the self-titled Our Ocean album. Mm. Uh, to yeah, which songs would you pick to to present to new fans who haven't heard mm -hmm. Our Oceans before? To yeah. show them a little bit what our oceans are about. <laughs> mm -hmm. From the first one. Yeah. Um, probably the opening track, What If. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's quite mellow, but it's still, <clears throat> to me, it's one of the better songs I ever wrote. <laughs> I <still quite laughs> like it. <laughs> um, but it's quite different from uh, the new album, I guess. But yeah. Um, do you also want me to choose one from Exifius? Um, I would say let's pick another one from 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 uh, the self-titled album first. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because the 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 discography is so short that that we we can definitely put two songs here. Good point. 
let me look at the track listing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not that, not that. But, well, yeah, I guess the, the fan favorite was always number two. Then again, we end up with one and two. So, <laughs> trend here. Um, but we we also sometimes we uh, here on the broadcast we we deliberately um, chose not the fan favorites. Okay. <laughs> to to, to uh, maybe uh, give a little spotlight to uh, songs uh, from the discography that are might. Might be a little mm. bit overlooked or flowing right. a little bit under the radar. Let's do that. Then I would go for number five. Am I still here? Okay. I don't yeah, know, but my, my 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 favorite would be Tukwas. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit sweet, but well, it's still still cool, I guess. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. Pick pick, so pick some Exivius stuff. Um, okay. Um, okay. Let me also look at the track listing here. Um, hmm. Well, I think my favorite song I ever wrote for that band is still "And Trust," number one from Liminal. Mm -hmm. Again, number one. I think I just put the best songs always in number one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you also want two? Um, whatever you want. You can also just pick one of each. Let's do that. Then let me look at the the first album. Um, hmm. Man, such an old album now. Um, let's do an elusive need, number nine, from the debut album of Exivius. It's the last song for yeah. a change. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. Now, to fill up the playlist, uh, we have a little section at the very end of our interviews always that I really like, and we call that What's in Your Walkman? So what have, <laughs> you, have, what have you listened to lately? Is there anything that you would like to um, recommend to your fans, to our listeners? anything specifically can be old can be new can be uh well known can be obscure yes well yes. it's a good thing i'm behind the computer and i can call on uh, I, i can fire up spotify recently <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah i'm so terrible with uh, with that stuff um i have been listening to, to music actually again you know that's always so nice at the end of like when you're about to release an album you have to make all the the, the graphic design and the artwork and shirts all that type of work where you can actually listen to music so yeah. <laughs> uh, all right so one of them is a guy i just recently hit upon and he calls himself that's his artist name also c as the, as the letter c and then the last name duncan c duncan And he has the, well, he has a couple of albums, but the album Health is really awesome to me. Any, any specific track you want to put me, want sure. me to put into the playlist? Sure, but I'm terrible with titles. So <laughs> if you allow me to look at it again. Uh, I'm not sure what that song was called. 
can I put something on right now, or is it like gonna? Yeah, you, you can you can write it to me later. One artist that I really love these days is Moses Sumney. Is his name? This black guy with a really high voice. Um, yeah, just really creative dude. He just released his second. I, I guess it's his second album. Um, called well, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like G R and then that symbol where there's an A and an E tied together. Like okay. gray, I guess. Gray. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> make a song later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else of interest here? Well, maybe to pay some homage to to the prog genre, where you know we're kind of uh, the prog cast, right? So <laughs> let's choose a prog uh, a song. Um, I've been uh, enjoying the the latest Pain of Salvation album quite a bit, and it's also quite a nice uh, coming home to the conversation, right? Where yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the last place where we met. Um, oh, which song do I like from this one? Mm, I think I like Restless Boy most. Okay. Have you been enjoying that album as well? Um, yeah, it's different. Mm. Um My favorite track would be Wait, actually. Mm, wait, just another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that one as well. Yeah. Um, I actually also put Pain of Salvation into my What's in Your Walkman uh, list for today. But mm. um, the Perfect Element remixed and remastered that uh -huh. I already got the um, promo uh Four and I think it's out. It's out a week before um, the new Our Ocean album drops. Um, so that's really interesting to to listen to. A couple of really cool bonus tracks on there as well. Oh, sweet! So I will like I will check wh which uh, which song I'll put on the. What I really really want. Uh, probably I'm gonna put a, put on the playlist uh, the uh, strings only epilogue because that's like. Oh mm. my god, so many goosebumps. <laughs> um, nice. Curious to give that one a spin. Like, even though I'm not a huge fan of remixes in general, because it always kind of fucks around with the idea that you have of an album. But every now yeah. and then, actually better than the original. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I, I just listened to it once so far, um, so I didn't really form an opinion of the remix of the original tracks. I, there were just some some pieces that stood out, some like little nuances where I heard, okay, this is different now from the original <laughs> one that I have in mind and that I listened to so many times. Um, an album that actually came out today, uh, today as we're recording this on Monday, November 9th, uh, from a French musician called William Dupré. I don't know if I <laughs> pronounced that correctly. I will uh, uh, see that I put that in the playlist. It's in French. It's called Phase, like Phases. And it's like really Pink Floyd-y, um, but with some heavier parts as well. I re I'm really, really digging it. Um, the production is a little bit demo-ish still, but it's his mm. debut album and 
he actually uh, he I think he recorded uh, and programmed everything himself on that album but now he has got a full band um, actually my he recruited good friends of mine as his live band and I hope uh, they will stay together and the next album will be with with real other instruments uh, like <laughs> real drums for example and, and all that stuff yeah. um, but really really cool stuff I like the the, the compositions and uh, gives me a very nostalgic feel um, to, to um, I, I will write it to you um, okay. and uh, I, you will also for the listeners you will of course see it uh, in everywhere in the posts um, good And uh, finally, I, I thought there's been a couple of guest appearances that you did as a guitarist uh, lately. Um, ones, one that I was especially digging was last year, Norwegians of Umfel, their last year album as the water, as the water, what was it called? As Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with titles. Um Anyway, one of one of, one of the my favorite albums from last year, uh, as the water breaks the sea, or something. No, what yeah. was the album called? As the water Cast. covered the sea, as the waters Cast. covered the sea. Now we got it, and you played yeah. on the song Shofar, right? Well, again, I have no <laughs> idea what song it was. I remember when they sent it to me, it was titled, and I had a work title. So, <laughs> <laughs> But this album, I, I, I love it so much. I still go back to it every now and then. Um, terrific uh, album from Umpful um, that I also put in, in top of my 2019 list uh, in the top 10. Um, and another one I just, I haven't had the time to check out yet, really, but I, but I, I'm I'm actually not sure, but I think I saw your name attached to it. There's actually an album where Jasper Barendrecht also plays on, and it's uh, by a US band, I think, called Dialogia. Is that right? Uh, I mixed that one. Ah, oh, you mixed that one. All right. Yeah. I, I really need and, to check that out as well, well. and um, maybe also put a song in the playlist. Um, sure. I think uh, that was it for today. Uh, thanks for the nice talk, Timon. I hope next time we meet again um, somewhere in the Netherlands next year. Um, so, feels so weird not uh, not going to the Netherlands at least once a year. I mean, I've I've always been to Prokpar Europe the last mm. 11, 12 years, almost every year, and then a couple of times more for other concerts. Uh, not this year, as we all know. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll see each other again in person at a concert, maybe even an Our Oceans concert next year. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for, for talking to us. And uh, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones and listen to great music. The Progcast is a production of Stuus Media and is presented by the Prague Space. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant, and Van Kirsch does our graphics. New episodes of the Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. For more interviews and reviews in the written form, check out theprogspace.com.